This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD problems we can't address. With us in our virtual studios, Dr. Ari Tuckman. Before we get into our show real quickly, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing the show to you. Uh, In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free uh, digital copies of Attention Magazine. Uh, To get yours, it's real simple. Listen to our show. Several times through the show, I'm going to share a secret word. Just write it down. Listen to another show, another one of our our shows, uh, and listen for a secret word in that one. Write that down. Then email me both secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And when I get that email, I will forward to Chad. We will get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they will for you forward you a PDF copy of the next edition of Attention Magazine when it is published. So uh, we've got that. We have a little uh, a little tip that uh, we're going to play for you that Ch- Chad's going to share. And with that, we'll, uh, we'll get into the, the content of the show. So here we go. Would you like to help increase knowledge about ADHD treatments by participating in a research study? When you participate in research, society, future generations, and maybe a family member benefit from its findings, bringing new hope for individuals with ADHD. Find a study you may be eligible for at chad.org slash research hyphen studies. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Dr. Ari Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He's the author of four books, including his newest one, ADHD After Dark, Better Sex Life, Better Relationship. He's a frequent speaker and has given more than 400 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes of his more uh, more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit uh, podcast. He's a former member of the National Board of CHAD and their current conference uh, co-chair. More information can be found about him at his website, adultadhdbook.com. Dr. Tuckman, welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's always, uh, I always love you. I always learn so much when it comes to these things. And I guess I want to tee this show up uh, with a little bit of context, understand what's going on. On my YouTube channel, Tension Talk Video, I get comments all the time. And I actually had a, a comment from an individual one time who was a child and they were wanting some help and their, their parents were in denial about ADHD and didn't really want to get them help. And as a minor, um, I really was uncomfortable making a comment to this situation. And I reached out to some people like, you know, what would you do? And Ari kind of got back to me 
because really we'd want them to go back to their parents um, because they are the parents. This is a minor. It's not a, a person of age. And it was a bit of a challenge. And, you know, we could say, hey, go talk to your school counselor because that's a resource. But because of COVID, they weren't there. And Ari responded back to me with this great thing. It's just sometimes it's we're in a difficult position um, in, in the public eye to try to help people. And so that's what, 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 what the impetus of this show was. And, you know, Ari, you are so dedicated to the ADHD community and I try so much, but this is a really difficult spot because sometimes it's just hard for us to be able to help anybody. Do you encounter this a lot or just tell me about your experience of this? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a thing. I mean, whether it's, um, you know, people who send an email or, you know, somebody who asked a question at a presentation or, you know, clients at a meeting with where there's just sometimes there's a limit to what I can do to really make the change that they're asking for. Um, and, you know, obviously you want to be helpful to people. Um, I mean, that's kind of why you do the show and it's, you know, why we yep. do what we do professionally and everything else. Um, but I don't know, like we all have our limits and I think it's important to know what those limits are. And it's, one of the things I want to do with this show, the purpose of the show is not to be negative and do actually one of the reasons I, one of the things in my world I like is sometimes if there's not an answer or the answer that I'm looking for, I'd like to know that just so I quit kind of going down that path. And so everybody just wants, there is some hope to this. You can do some things going forward, but sometimes you've got to realize is that what you want to work or be a certain way is not. And so you can get quicker onto plan B. So forgive me. I, I wanted to kind of throw that in there. And, you know, there are some situations where there's kids there or even like a, a situation where a lot of times I'll have a spouse where they're in a relationship with um, a, a non AD or a person with ADHD and the ADHD person is, doesn't really want to get treatment or really what doesn't really want to get help. And those situations, that's that's a difficult situation as well. I'm, I'm sure you run into yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And, you know, I think that I mean, part of the issue there is I think that the non-ADHD partner has the idea that if my spouse would, you know, get some treatment for the ADHD, boy, would a whole lot of things be better. And you know what? Probably they would. Like, I don't think that's an unreasonable idea at all. Um, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the person isn't ready to make that change. Um and for, I don't know what reasons could be good reasons, could be bad reasons, you know, but they're not ready to make the change. So then the question for the other partner becomes, okay, if they're not going to do that part, what am I going to do? Um, and, you know, like often in those kind of situations, the advice I give to the non-ADHD partner is, okay, so, you know, where, where are you covering them? Where are you making it easier for them to not address this? Or, you know, where are the places where they're not addressing it? It's more of a headache for you, right? So maybe you need to do some other things to kind of make that stuff be less of a headache for you, right? Let them pay more of the price for it and you pay less of the price for it. Mm -hmm. I like what you said, because in that moment where the person's not ready to make the change or they're unwilling or whatever, is okay now that if we make that assumption now what are we going to do and you can start more analytically trying to figure out a kind of a path to move forward which is i think really what this show is like sometimes you have to kind of play the ball where it lies 
And yeah. in those situations, I think it's important because if you're caught in the past or whatever, it really makes it really pretty difficult. And I don't want to get too far off, but I, I do want to digress. You know, Ari, one thing I've learned over the years in coaching is you can't control somebody else's attention. Right. Um, all you can do really is influence it, at least from my perspective. Thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely true in that, you know, I think, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's that old like change versus accept, you know, like what are the things I can have some influence on and make different versus what are the things that at least as of now are what they are. And therefore I need to find a way to accept it. And, you know, I think that this hammering on the thing that won't change, trying to get it to change is a pretty good path to misery. Um, so you know, back to kind of like, you know, your quote, you can't control someone else's attention. I mean, you can't, you know, like if the person isn't motivated to do it for whatever reasons, then I don't know, I guess, you know, they need to play their ball where it lays and you need to stop taking responsibility for their ball. It's interesting because you, it's, if you're, I forget the words that you use, like a bigger hammer, it just, it leads to misery. If you just keep trying to ch change something that you can't change Did I misquote you on that. I, the intensity is there. I, that I get. Is that mm -hmm. so? Actually, I tell you what. I want to go to break earlier than we normally do. We come back. I wanted to just talk about this concept. I didn't think about it here, but Rick Green taught me something about when you're dealing with people who have a belief system that's interesting. So uh, we're going to go to a break. Everybody, I need you to check out Ari's website. It's uh, got a lot of great stuff at adultadhdbook.com. Again, adultadhdbook.com. And uh, our secret word tonight is address. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Ari Tuckman, and we're having just a really candid conversation um, about ADHD problems uh, we can't address. And we being um, some of the resources that you guys reach out for, reach out to um, uh, on the Internet or conferences and other places. Um, before the break, we we're just kind of talking and teeing this thing up. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I'm going to share this with you, Ari. I learned something from Rick Green of Totally ADD. And this is a perspective that, that I've learned. And I'm, then I'm interested in, in your thoughts. To me, I've come to realize that there's only a certain number of ways that you can get people to pay attention to what you want them to do. One of them is you tell them. The thing about telling them is the younger we are, and if you're dealing with somebody that you trust, telling somebody what to pay attention to happens. As you get older, or if you're dealing with somebody that you don't trust as much, the ability for that to work diminishes. In addition to that, um, the more impact it has on your life, 
if it's really small, you might do what somebody tells you to do. But if it makes material change in what you're doing, it's harder uh, for, for you to tell somebody or for people to take others' advice. And so as we get older and we deal with less people we less trust, the ability that we listen to people or direct people's attention less. So that's one way. And as we get older, a lot of times it's difficult. And Rick, what Rick Green taught me is if you're constantly telling some, somebody what they should do or arguing with them, it's interesting because if they're resistant, you're actually making it worse because the person becomes threatened and they put walls up and they're not open. So that's one. Another way mm -hmm. that people change their attention is accidentally, like there's a, something in their life that happens unexpectedly. Their guard's not up. That's that aha. We, we really, a lot of times we hope that happens as a parent or a kid or a spouse or something like that, but that's really up to chance. Next way is where you share experience. Like for me, I'd say, you know, I've learned that when I talk out loud with Ari, I always learn something. And you, you share other people your successes in something that you do over and over and over. And you're not telling the person, but you're sharing or mirroring what happens to you. And they may, if they're interested, pay attention to and adopt what you're saying or at least experiment with it. Another way is I did this with my older son when he was in school and said, you know, I noticed that you got a really good grade and you were studying with a group. Hey, you know, I noticed you got a really good grade and you were studying group this time like you did the last time where you're just mirroring outcomes and causal effects with them. And over a period of time, they can choose to make that connection or not, which I'm telling the story because my son got that later in life. And the last area is where you ask people questions to help them discover an answer on their own. And the thing about it is, is if a person doesn't want to be confused with the facts, they might not go do that. But if you're in a situation where you're dealing with somebody who doesn't believe in ADHD, you're not really there. The one thing I learned from Rick is the more you, you try to convince them, it actually is having the opposite effect. And one of these other strategies really might make sense. Now, the accident is an accident. You really kind of can't control that. But these other tactics there's no guarantee that it's going to happen, but over time, there's a possibility that it could. Thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think, I think there's a lot of good stuff in that. Um, so, you know, definitely somebody who's dug in, you don't dig them out by pushing harder. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and those are the places where, again, sometimes that stepping away and focusing on, you know, the other things that you can do something about letting them experience some of their own consequences, perhaps, um, you know, then maybe they get to a better point of being open, you know, to the possibility of some doing something different because what they're doing isn't working. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is especially true when it's one of those things where the consequences for what they're doing that isn't working is being paid by somebody else. So kind of the classic example here is, um, you know, the teenager who isn't getting out of bed on time. And then it's the parent who's the one paying the price because they're the one who needs to like spend a bunch of time and mental energy, you know, getting up in the morning, yelling at them, prodding them, pushing them, and then finally driving them to school when they miss the bus. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so like in that case, the teen probably doesn't enjoy being yelled at, but you know, let's all be honest, the parent's paying a way bigger price in the, in this scenario than the teen is. Um, you know, whereas if you create a situation where you say like, here's the deal, I'm not chasing you to get out of bed. If I have to drive you, if I'm your Uber, you're paying me. 
right? <laughs> like you're paying me five bucks. Yep. If you don't take the bus, you're either walking, which might not actually be technically feasible, or you're paying me five bucks. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now they're paying the price or more of it. So, um, you know, so I think that it, it sometimes kind of consequences or natural consequences kind of speak louder than words do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's certainly one way yep. of approaching it. But, you know, also I think that, you know, like this example you gave with observations of just sort of saying it and letting it just sort of hang in the air, right, um, mm-hmm. is actually going to s- slip in a whole lot better than if you sort of hammered it. Um, yep. So sometimes a little bit less is actually a whole lot more. Absolutely. So one area I also want to highlight on this is that I, I remember my swim coach years ago, we would complain about some stuff and he had a quote that rings out of my mind. He says, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. <laughs> and I have a, a, I got an illustration of this. I got a phone call one time where there was a, a, a a person with that had ADHD got DUI. And I think there were like a 18 or 19 and the judge wouldn't allow the kid to take stimulant medications. And the mm-hmm. parents are calling me like, what do we do? Well, it's a situation where the courts are a little bit ignorant with regard to this. And the kid really needed the stimulants, but they were concerned about the DUI and he couldn't do this. And that's a situation where they were like, what do we do? And I'm like, I, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, I, the, it's the courts, it's the judge, their, their mind's made up. I mean, I can't really convince them of anything else. I, you know, I'm, 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 it's unfortunate. I feel sorry for you, but sometimes where that stuff is, is again, this is a situation where you play the ball where it is because you're not going to convince like, again, a judge or, or the bench of something like this. I'm, as a coach, I'm, I'm just a coach. I'm not a credible witness. And even if they had Dr. Barkley up there citing some research, I'm not so sure that changed. But so sometimes you are dealing with, don't confuse me with the facts, my mind is made up mentality. And again, that's another situation where I wish we had better news, but again, we don't, don't really know what to do. At least I don't. Thoughts on that? Or have you had any other experiences like that? I have absolutely had experiences like that. And it makes me absolutely crazy. Like it, it just sort of infuriates me, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, one would hope that maybe the judge would be willing to consider that this kid taking his stimulant medications actually going to make him less likely to make bad choices about substances and, you know, more likely to stay clean, less likely to get into trouble again. Um, So, you know, as a clinician, I, I think I could make a very good case for that. But as the judge, he may not be willing to hear it or she may not be willing to hear it. So, you know, in those kind of situations, I guess the way that I would look at it is if we can convince the judge, let's try it. Mm-hmm. But it, it may be that we just can't. And as yep. much as I think it's totally BS and it makes me crazy, like it, it sort of is what it is. So, so what can we do? Yep. You know, stimulants are by far the most effective. The non-stimulants are notably less effective, but perhaps they're more effective than nothing. So maybe that's a thing we do, at least while you're on probation. Um, or are there other things that we can do while you can't yep. take the medication? And, and, you know, it's kind of like, again, like you play the ball where it lays yep. and, 
you know, spending time being angry and railing against the injustice doesn't actually change yep. it. And, and again, a lot of this show, everybody, I'm not, not trying to be negative, but just say these are like situations where they kind of are what they are. And if you can let go of that, you, you can kind of move forward. So, um, well, right, and, wanna... and it isn't, it isn't being negative. I mean, the, this, this really is in the service of positivity, which means I'm going to stop focusing on the thing I can't do anything about. And instead, I'm going to put my energy into the things that I can do something about. Well reframed. Thank you very much, Ari. Exactly. Yeah. Much better job. Um, I tell you what, I want to go to break. Uh, we come back. I got some other ones I want to kind of share with you. Again, go check out Ari's website um, at adultadhdbook.com. Ton of, tons of information. You can get access to his podcast stuff there. Our secret word tonight is address. Again, our secret word tonight is address. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a a great conversation uh, with Ari um, with regard to just challenges out there or ADHD problems that we can't access. And um, I've been trying to give some scenarios of what some of this looks like. And, you know, Ari, I was coaching an individual one time that I'm finding a lot that people with ADHD in certain environments thrive. Uh, mm-hmm. One where there's people and one where there's a lot of collaboration. Um, I have found a lot of times uh, ambiguity is rooted. I mean, uh, procrastination is rooted in ambiguity. And I'll, I'll tell this story. There's a woman that I was coaching one time, actually last summer, she was working from home and I was explaining to her a lot of times that procrastination is rooted in ambiguity. And she sent me a text that I think articulated. She realized one day is there was an issue that she needed to do and she forgot it, whatever the procedural type thing. And she realized that she had done that before. And in her text, she said, you know, at work, I hit that moment where I forgot something. I leaned over to my coworker and within two seconds, I had the answer and I was back on task. Now it's COVID. I'm home. I hit that mm-hmm. same moment of ambiguity. I couldn't reach over. I texted the coworker. I don't know where they are, what's kind of going on. I went to get a cup of coffee and I never got back to it. Now finding the answer to that was very effortful. Maybe it was easy or maybe take an hour. Either way, it looked like a motivation problem, but the end, it was this thing that wasn't kind of coming to mind. And so I'm finding a lot of jobs now, sometimes the environment changes. So the person's the same, but the environment is different. And I've had 
people come to me before where they were vested in a job or pension, like, you know, they had vacation time, they had pension plan and the job environment changed and now they're on the rail because it's not conducive for their ADHD and they want to coach me through it. And I'm like, well, you're missing the tools that you need that are there. I want to help you and coach you, but there's a limit to what I can help you with just because is in that moment, as I illustrated is you have somebody you could reach over and get that. You don't really know where to find the answer. And that's a bit of a challenge. And these are no situation where not just, that's just life thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, that, that is definitely a thing. And certainly, you know, over the last year of working and doing school from home, you know, I mean, there's been a lot more folks reaching out for help with ADHD, even for an, either for an initial diagnosis or, you know, what used to work isn't working anymore. So, um, so that is definitely a thing that has happened. Um, and, you know, I mean, my thought would be if there are things that you knew worked before, then, you know, see if you can bring it into the new situation. But it may be that the new situation kind of just requires some new tricks. And sometimes it's just not a good fit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if we take this whole quarantine thing out of it, just, I don't know, like something changes, right? You yep. get a different manager or they move your desk or you add some job duties or you take away some other thing or something. Right? And it's a different, it's a bit of a different ball game. And it, perhaps is going to require some different skills in order to be successful in the way that, you know, prior you used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, life, life keeps changing. I guess the good news is don't get bored, um, <laughs> but you know, touche, uh, touche. Yeah. Another area that I have, you're in a better position. I mentioned what you do with this is I'll get people the nice thing about a coach is I coach all over the world. I've got, I got a couple of clients right now in India, one in um, Perth, Australia, one in Hong Kong, one in France. Uh, I can go all over the place. Mental health professionals are more limited in, in geography. Um, but a lot of times I'm dealing with somebody who's got like a psychiatrist and uh, they've got an issue like the, the, the psychiatrist, the meds aren't working or the meds are insisting that they take like Wellbutrin and the person wants to try to stimulate it. And I'm like, I'll help them understand the medications and language, but I can't diagnose and I can't prescribe and there's really nothing I can do about it. I can't control um, the, the, the physician. All I can do is maybe you want to get a second opinion or maybe the person's located in an area where they kind of can't get in. That's another area where I get a lot of questions about advice and it's just, you know, either got to find somebody else or just kind of keep languaging it. Now I'm a coach, so there's more limitations. Ari, what's your experience with that? Or have you had any experience with that? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, you know, like that is definitely an issue and depending on where you are and sometimes exactly where you are. So like, I don't know, like I'm in Pennsylvania, but the thing is Pennsylvania is a lot of things, right? There's like the wealthier suburbs of Philadelphia and downtown Philadelphia. And then there's like middle of the state, Pennsylvania, where you got to drive an hour and a half to get to the nearest provider. So, um, you know, so everybody's sort of a bit more limited in terms of physically where they are, but yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, my job and I think your job is to provide the knowledge is to provide a bit of education, you know, here is, you know, here are your options. Here's how they work. You know, here are some things perhaps to consider in terms of your different options. And then it's between, you know, in that case, the patient and the prescriber, 
to figure out what the best is, but it's hard when you've got a prescriber who's doing something that, I don't know, I, let, let's just say doesn't follow standard protocols mm-hmm. um, in terms of how to treat ADHD. Um, and I don't know, sometimes, you know, I, I try to work through the client with the prescriber and other times, if I really don't think that this is a prescriber who gets it and is going to be helpful in the ways that need to be helpful, that maybe maybe they need to seek their fortunes elsewhere, right? Yep. Maybe they need to see if they can find a different prescriber, which is definitely sometimes easier said than done. Yep. yep. So that leads me to one last thing before we kind of bring this thing to a close. And that is actually, I get a lot of phone calls for people trying to find somebody that can diagnose and treat ADHD. And it's, it's a tough situation, Ari, because you know one of the things I do is, is a lot of times you got to go and you got to have the appointment to go in and have a conversation with somebody to ask the questions to see. Cause a lot of times you'll call them, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. There's some centers that are, like some people that do specialize in it. Unfortunately, the ones, particularly adults, um, not as much kids is the ones that are really good and deal a lot with ADHD and adults. They tend to be full. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the ones the others say that they do it. It's a side, but they really don't necessarily get it. And I do know that there's a, there is a significant portion of the mental health professionals that are uncomfortable diagnosing and treating ADHD. And there's a lot of reasons for that. That's not just knowledge, but needless to say, that's another area that I had some difficulty with is because particularly me, I'm international, like all over the place. And if, if you're in Tampa, I've got a few people I send you to, but it's sometimes it's just difficult finding yeah. somebody that's knowledgeable in this because of the way that, the healthcare system is. And then that is like, who's on my directory, who's on my PPO, who gets that. That's just, it's just difficult for us to help you with that. I do the best I can. I give some people, you know, some thoughts, but a lot of times it's like, if you've got a support group in your area, go talk to them. But a lot of people don't have support groups. So again, this is another area that's a bit of a challenge. Your experience and thoughts on this? Yeah, no, this is definitely a challenge. Um, you know, it is sort of amazing to me actually how often when someone sends me an email from some random place a thousand miles from where I am, that it's like, oh, actually, I do know someone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to do your homework, right? You got to look people up online and not just, you know, Google, I don't know, St. Louis, ADHD. Yep. Um, but, you know, really spend some time looking at websites, trying to get a sense of someone. Um, you know, if somebody is listed on the professional directory for Chad or ADA, or obviously if they're a coach for on ACO, the ADHD Coaches Organization, um, you know, like that speaks pretty well to the fact that they're, you know, yep. invested in, in treating folks with ADHD. On the other hand, if they're on a more general provider directory, like psychology.com, for example, has, is I think the yes. biggest one out there. Yes. But, you know, the thing of it is as a provider, you can pick like, I don't know, 10 or 20 areas of specialty or areas of treatment. You know, it's like, Oh, ADHD. Sure. I've heard of that click. Um, so, just because somebody lists it in one of those directories does not mean they're actually any good at it. Um, and then there's just the general goodness of fit. They could generally be a good provider, but maybe just the chemistry isn't there for you, but, um, or their chemistry isn't there for you. Um, so, 
you know, so definitely some due diligence, asking around, ask, you know, your other treatment providers, ask any friends that you have, maybe call the school guidance department. This is sometimes a thing where I call the high school guidance department and ask who they refer people to, because if they see high school students, they might also see adults. So, so I don't know, like you got to do your work, but it's better to do work and have it get you to someone good than it is to kind of you know, shortcut it up front and then wind up with someone who's a bit of a dud. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, as we bring this to close, any final thoughts before we call it a day? Um, I think that, I don't know, I guess to just sort of bring it all back together that I'm all in favor of working hard and I'm all in favor of sort of pushing yourself or pushing other people around you to work hard and to do some of those harder things. But Sometimes the harder thing is actually to do less, is to sort of step back, it's to wait, it's to let somebody else do the thing or not that they're going to do. Um, so, you know, I think that that's maybe kind of the lesson of, of being, of taking the time to really think about is what I'm doing working or is it not? And if it isn't, then perhaps what else do I do instead, including not doing anything at all, letting the other person, you know, do what they're going to yep. do. And, and I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. And sometimes it's about stop and realizing this is the reality of the situation. And so let's deal with the reality. Um, and, but there's a pause and an analysis of that a little bit and say, okay, listen, because the one thing I'm hoping is that the show is give be right. Okay. Listen, let's work smart, not hard. And emotionally, like sometimes there's just some things. So let's just kind of figure that out and kind of move on. So, um, yeah. with, with that, Dr. Tuckman, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Everybody check out his website at adultadhdbook.com. Um, uh, our secret word tonight is address address. And with that, uh, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.